RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with... Chili Willy Val and... Chili Willy. Oh, my gosh. Beans, my husband's name is Will. <laughs> I, I understand that. I've, <laughs> I picked that up over the years. Have you? Yes. Gosh. Yeah, so that was funny to me because he, we, we make fun of him all the time and say that when he gets cold. Well, Chili Willy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You got to take that, adva- uh, that opportunity. Yeah. God, every time I can ding him on something. Like, for example... Well, this is more of my daughter. This morning we were talking about, you know, driving. And I told her when she starts driving, she's going to have to figure out a way to pay her car insurance. Frank, you know how uh, expensive car insurance yes. is. Much different conversation than you're having with two-year-old Aurora. However, it will come. Yes. And she told me that when she drives that I scream and yell at her. It is so false. Uh, well, are you are you a uh, one of those backseat driver types? No, but like when you're you're trying to practice parking in a driveway and the garage is coming up at you very quickly and you're not hitting the brake. Somebody's going <laughs> to say something about that. <laughs> my mother is a my mother is a, uh, a gasper. <gasps> That's <gasps> like, the my, worst. And I, I, I said, Mom, stop it. My mom. When she drives with me, has to look and stare out the window. She can't. When we take trips for like events and stuff, she has to sit in the back and look out the window. Oh, you know what's actually? Oh, you know, you know. Now you're reminding me of something else. Uh, my brother's not a gasper. He's not a talker at all in the car. But I, ha- I find it very distracting whenever we're all like the guys get together and I'm driving, which is usually the case where we're driving somewhere and all I see is. Anthony's head bobbing around in the rear view mirror because he's looking over on my shoulder to, to stare at where we're going. And and if, I don't know. I don't know if we're, if we're about to crash into a wall. He's checking to make sure there's no car on the left and he's getting in your way. I, it's not even in the way. It's just, I just see his head <laughs> leaning because he's he's sitting behind me <clears throat> in, in the back seat behind the driver. But he's leaning over into the center to look forward <laughs> to watch how I'm driving, to watch where we're going and what's happening. Just look out the window. Dude, do you uh, does your mom do the arm? What? Where like she'll put her arm across you to act as though she can somehow yeah. be better than the seatbelt. She, well, she used to when I used to be in the, the passenger seat with her. Yeah. yeah. Now I do that to Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, your arm will really do the trick, Frank. Yeah, well, hey, you know, it's a little added, little added security. <laughs> but yeah, the drive. So anyway, I put it all on on my husband. He's going to be the one teaching her to drive now. I bow out. Cool. So yeah, okay, bunch of stuff going on. A whole bunch of stuff. We're going to start with the medical wing of things and move into the politically corrupt. How does that? Well, even though they're kind of hand in hand, but whatever. Um, there was a study that came out from the Lancet, Frank. It's a, it, you remember the Lancet. The Lancet was the they have been under fire for like removing um, peer reviewed studies about the effectiveness of early treatment. And the left and the medical establishment had said how prestigious they are. And if they're doing this, then they're above board and blah, 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 blah. Well, there's a report out in the Lancet that claims that covid could have come from a U.S. lab. Oh, this is new. Yes. Brand new. I haven't heard this theory before. <laughs> The Lancet states in a 58-page analysis of the COVID pandemic and its origins 
that it is feasible that COVID emerged either as a natural spillover event or as a leak from a lab. While the report mentions facilities in Wuhan, it also says that independent researchers have not yet investigated U.S. laboratories, adding that the NIH has resisted disclosing details of its research on COVID-related viruses. Mm. But, but it said this, a top medical journal at the heart of several pandemic-related controversies. So now all of a sudden the Lancet is uh, controversial. Right. Whereas it was a very early, early uh, and useful tool for propagating real disinformation. Wednesday's report is just the latest controversy surrounding the Lancet, by the way. Just the latest. And a long string of controversy. Well, at least the Lancet didn't retweet an Alex Jones video. Oh, what do you mean? You didn't see this yesterday? No. Oh, I, you know, continue. Let's complete this. I, I won't. I won't derail. Go ahead. Oh no, no, it's okay. I'm almost done. They they go through all of the things that about the Lancet. Um, you know, they in February 2020, in the earliest days, they published a letter signed by. 27 public health scientists slamming conspiracy theories suggesting COVID-19 doesn't have a natural origin. Um, And then they retracted a major May 2020 article that had questioned the efficacy of using chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine in treating COVID. And then they updated its peer review policies to reduce the risks of research and publication misconduct. And then they unwittingly played a central role in the formation of the modern anti-vax movement. Oh, the the modern. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so there's that. I mean. (laughs) She's now. I've got friends. I got, I got, I got, I have friends whose, uh, whose very close family members are getting, I wouldn't say politically red-pilled. Oh. But not politically red-pilled but a little bit more red-pilled, medically red-pilled, who have, you know, haven't, I don't think haven't gotten, I don't know how many times they've gotten boosted, if at all, but they definitely got fully vaccinated Moderna or Pfizer and whatever, and they're all going through their third round of COVID right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just, they're just, it's just, uh, I mean, and my brother, it, it, he didn't get any shots, but he's gotten COVID twice since, uh, since actually he got it in January of twenty. 21 and then in january of 2022 yeah two januaries in a row at least that's what that was said what he got but half a dozen some people have gotten a half a dozen times yeah, yeah. at this point it's like geez louise yeah the negative efficacy of this vaccine is what's causing all these people to get it over and over and over and over again their body just can't mount an immune response to it because it's so trashed Before we go on to more about this, because I've got a bunch of Rand Paul clips to play that are just breathtaking. Um, What were you going to say about Alex Jones? Well, yesterday, I think it was yesterday or the day before. But I mean, everybody started freaking out yesterday. The Daily Beast put out a, uh, you know, a a big breathless article about it. Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets. Hmm. uh, He shared. I'll just read you the tweet from from the Daily Beast. Uh, Kyrie Irving, unfortunately, shared a 2002 InfoWars video on Thursday in which Alex Jones rants about secret societies, corrupt empires, and government overlords supposedly wanting worldwide rule and a cashless society, total 
and complete tyranny. And, and, and all, almost everybody in the, in the comments, including me, is so he shared about where exactly we are today. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I, it, so it's just uh, he was right yeah. about everything. Yeah. So th- that's why I say the, the Lancet might as well. <laughs> <laughs> the, da- the Daily Beast is really even just like boggling. It's it, like it's almost like they're showing their own readers the, the roadmap. Yeah. And their readers are like, wait a second. Actually, that's. <laughs> yeah. And the comments section that you're saying that that makes me feel really good, too. Right. No. Yeah. Well, there's there's at least 2000 comments all all jabbing at the Daily Beast. I have a um, a meme up on my screen right now that reminds me of something that happened at the extravaganza, Frank. What? I was wearing my extravaganza shirt yesterday. Aren't they great? They feel so soft and comfortable. Yeah, they're great shirts. They, they, I mean, I washed it, but it didn't even need a wash for it to already be very cottony and soft. Yeah. Great shirts. Fantastic. Yeah. If you want one, you'll have to come to the extravaganza. Um, pumpkin spice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have a little. Pumpkin spice Oreos. You had those? No, it's a meme. It's a meme. Okay. Um, Michael Pelka sends out like a little preppy mail every morning to, to some folks. And he says this. And he says no, just no to the pumpkin spice Oreos. But you remember what you were saying about your your um, my pee. Yes, yes. Now, hey, it's it just it's like vacation pee for me. For I, some reason, when I'm on vacation, at least now, where you know we're running after children all day, I'm not eating or drinking. So I, I'm just I'm turning into a raisin. <laughs> so I, you know, I, it wasn't until like day two of being home that I was like, oh. I feel like me again. I'll never be able to see the words pumpkin spice again ever in my life. I'm sure anybody at the extravaganza won't either. Or anyone who listened to that show. Yes. <laughs> That's a lot I, of people. I tend to ruin things for people. <laughs> All right. So we've got Aunt, yesterday there was a. Uh, I ruined. Uh, I hate to interrupt you. No, again. no, it's I fine. Ru- um, Lauren is a, a big fan of the, of the Gilmore Girls. She watched a lot of that during her pregnancy and right after Aurora was born. In fact, that Gilmore, Girl, Gilmore Girls theme song was Aurora's first favorite song. She would light up and she would start wiggling around. She loved it all the time. And I, uh, that's another song that I, I ruined for Lauren. How'd you? And it, it has to do with P. Really? Yeah, but I'm not going to do it here because it's very crude. Very I'll, Off air, I'll sing it to you. I would love for you to serenade me with the P Gilmore I will. Girls. All right, I will. Good. Very good. I like actually when you interrupt me, Frank, you can interrupt me all day long because it means I'm talking less. Okay. So feel free. Um, So Rand Paul was here yesterday questioning uh, Fauci at what was supposed to be a monkeypox hearing, but it's six minutes long, almost seven, but I'm going to play a lot of it because I think we should unpack it. And then I'm going to play something else that greatly concerns me, but here we go. All right. Get a flu shot. Well, no, if she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And if she she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. This is Anthony Fauci in 2004. I, I remember this coming up before. I'm glad that Rand is using it now. Oh, yeah. And just wait till you hear what Fauci says to try and justify. Oh, gosh, here. She really has the flu. She right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. 
This is an ongoing question, and, you know, we've had ever-evolving opinions from you, Dr. Fauci. Currently, antibody surveys show that uh, 80% of children, approximately 80% of children, have had COVID, and yet there are no guidelines coming from you or anybody in the government to take into account their naturally acquired immunity. No way. I got you a phone call. You seem quite certain of yourself in 2004, but in 2022, there's a lot less certainty. One of the things that we also know after looking at this for two to three years uh, is that the mortality uh, from COVID is very similar, if not less, than, than influenza. So when we look at this, we wonder, you know, why you seem to really embrace basic immunology back in 2004 and how you or why you seem to reject it now. Well, <clears throat> I don't reject basic immunology, Senator. And I have never denied that there is importance of the protection following infection. However, as we have said many times, and as has been validated by the authorization of the, by the FDA through their committee and the recommendation by the CDC through their committee. I just want to point out something. He is pausing between his words and sentences an extremely long time to run the clock. You understand? Oh, is that what, oh, that's what's going on? Yeah, that's what he's trying to do. He's, what is it, five minutes? He's supposed, Yeah, but it goes on for longer than that because Rahan just doesn't care here. That a vaccination following infection gives an added extra boost. And that film that you showed is really taken out of context. I believe it's, it's that actually was... actually not me. How, how do you take that out of context? It's it's not me. The context is it's from another time when I I, I didn't have to keep, I didn't have to lie. So that's a, not not fair. Not very not fair. <laughs> yeah. Someone called in who had had a reaction to a vaccine and asked me through a telephone in the interview if they should get vaccinated again. So it was in the context of someone who had a reaction. Wait a second, a reaction. That doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. That I doesn't mean, matter at all. That doesn't change what he said at all, was that in natural infection is the greatest is the greatest vaccine. Yeah, yeah, that is a, a mutually exclusive statement right there. Who cares why you were saying it? The logic applies. Yeah, I mean, and, and here, wait, just wait, what do you, watch what he does. Matter of fact, Reuters fact check looked at that but, and said... Fauci's 2004 comments do not contradict his pandemic actually, actually work. You know what the problem is, though, Fauci? You're sitting right there. You don't need Reuters. It's you. <laughs> He's a freaking moron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, no, no, no. I No, you, you don't understand. Listen to what Reuters said about what I said. <laughs> Here's Rand. He's um, not having it. Don't lie. If you look at the words behind me, we can go over them a little bit at a time. She doesn't need it because the most potent vaccination right. is getting infected yourself. It so, is true. It is true, Senator. It is a very potent way to protect. When you're trying to tell us that kids need a third or a fourth vaccine, are you including the variability or the variable of previous infection in the studies? No, you're not. Because when you have approved vaccines in recent times and the committees that have approved it for children don't report anything on hospitalization or death or transmission. They only report that if you give them the jab, they'll make antibodies. 
And you can give kids hundreds of jabs and they'll make antibodies every time, but that does not prove efficacy. So what you're doing is denying the very fundamental premise of immunology that previous infection does provide some sort of immunity. It's not in any of your studies. Almost none of your studies from the CDC or from the government have the variable of whether or not you've been previously infected. So let's look at adults. I've had three infections. Should I get a fourth one? If you're going to measure whether I get a fourth one, you need a a category that has a fourth one in it, and you need one that has nothing in it, no vaccine or the fourth vaccine. But you also need to know whether they've been infected. If you ignore whether they've been infected, you're ignoring a vaccine, basically. So you're ignoring a variable. So what you're giving us is this, the, you decry, and people decry vaccine hesitancy, it's coming from the gobbledygook that you give us. You're not paying attention right. to the science. The very basic science is that previous infection provides a level of immunity. If you ignore that in your studies, if you don't present that in your committees, you're not being truthful or honest with us. Um, Senator, if I might respond, I have never, ever denied fundamental immunology and he he's an idiot yeah he's denied it up the wazoo this this i mean you, you want to talk about the the is slippery like an eel <laughs> he's he's they spent years denying that natural there are court cases based on not having to get the vaccine based on natural immunity and the government coming in and saying that it, it's not a factor you kidding me yeah do you want to hear the rest of it Sure. All right. Fact. I wrote the chapter in the textbook of medicine. Is it any, the, any, any because He is science, by the way. I am the science. So he wrote the chapter. He's the one who wrote the chapter. He's J- Judge Dredd. <laughs> he wrote the chapter. Here. Any of the guidelines for vaccines, you know, do any of the guidelines for vaccines from the government include previous infection as something to base your decision making on with vaccines? Do any of the guidelines involve previous infection? That's why you're ignoring previous infection, because it doesn't involve any of the guidelines. And furthermore, we've been asking you, and you refuse to answer, whether anybody on the vaccine committees gets royalties from the pharmaceutical companies. I asked you last time, and what was your response? We don't have to tell you. We've demanded them through Freedom of Information Act, and what have you said? We're not going to tell you. But I tell you this, when we get in charge, we're going to change the rules, and you will have to divulge where you get your royalties from, from what companies, and if anybody on the committee has a conflict of interest, we're going to learn about it. I promise you that. Um, Mr. Chair, can I can I respond to that, please? Man. Okay, there are two aspects for what you said. You keep saying you approve, you do this, you do that. The committees that give the approval are FDA through their advisory committee. The committees that recommend are CDC through their advisory committee. And oh, you- so in other words, it's not me. Yeah. I don't even want to listen to the rest of it. It's pointless. Yeah, it, more more nonsense. More nonsense. But then, but then, Frank, he went on, um, whose show was it that he went on? Let me see here. Oh, it was Hannity. And listen to what he says. This bothers me. Did you ever get any vaccine? If You, you don't have to answer if you don't want, obviously. 
No, I didn't, but I want people to be clear. I'm not against taking the vaccine. For my in-laws who are 91 and 86, we recommended we got them first in line. Uh, my wife ended up getting vaccinated, even though she has no health problems, is thin and about the same age as I am. But I didn't because I'd already been infected. Uh, right, I see eh, right now, out the window. He says his in-laws got it, but he doesn't say that his dad and mom got it. And if they were first in line, did Congress get a boost of their relatives before everybody else? I don't know. I don't know. I just seem to remember, sadly, an incident with Ron Paul on camera in September of 2020. Do you remember that? I do. Now, that was before the vaccines were officially, quote, rolled out here in the United States. I believe they started in December of 2020. So to make the jump is a little bit stupid. But... I wonder if Rand Paul was like, yeah, dad, you know, you're 90 something years old. Why don't you go ahead and get this? And what he just did right there completely screwed the rest of his testimony, in my opinion. Right. Like, yeah. You can't. No, this, it's, you're right. You can't. Um, <laughs> he still doesn't get it, sadly. Um, well, I mean, if you're see, my question is, well, I, I guess my observation is that someone who acts like that and makes recommend recommendations to people who are so old and even those his wife that is perfectly healthy mm. if someone uh acts like that in their private life why are they why are they sparring so much with with uh what's his name oh fauci yeah i don't get i mean i understand that he's talking a little bit he's talking about uh about about the propaganda of, I, I guess maybe uh, ignoring the whole idea that that natural immunity is robust and just as well. But I mean, he's our entire argument the whole time, and I'm sure you'll remember this. Frank has been great on natural immunity as an exemption in quotes, but what about people who just don't want the damn thing? Yeah, and not only that, but the fact that there is clearly a growing legion of people who have been permanently injured and are killed. And we're going to get into a little bit of that today, too, because teenagers all over the country are dying right now. And it's terrible. But before we do that, do you remember all the stories that came out from hospitals where they wouldn't do organ transplants for people unless they were vaccinated? Yes. Yeah, I know. Yes, there's. Yeah, yeah. like somebody needed a kidney, but they couldn't get the kidney because they wouldn't vaccinate. Yeah, my my buddy was one of them. My stepfather was another. Well, there was just a release. A new study finds that organ recipients are rejecting transplants after receiving the COVID vaccine. Some transplant recipients are rejecting their new organ and scientists say the coronavirus vaccine may be to blame. According to a new study published in the Journal of Clinical Medicine, acute corneal allografts are being rejected by immunized patients who've undergone the procedure. Researchers are saying the underlying cause could be tied to a systemic inflammatory response elicited by the shot post-jab. And these are just eye um, graphs that are being done, but these are one of the most successful organ transplants that are known to happen. Mm. So, just eye grafts, wow. Yeah, but still, I mean, among the lists of complications linked to, oh no, that's a different Thing. They're saying among the list of complications that are now being linked are blood clots, heart inflammation and um, other, you know, autoimmune disorders. And, you know, there was a 17 year old 
who went out to, he was two days away from his 18th birthday, went out to practice his golf game and died on the course. Just died. Done. I saw this. I saw this whole thing. And I just got another one. Wendy just texted a 17 year old uh, from Tennessee suffered a heart attack after completing a cross country race. And then they found two blood clots after surgery. And, and more doctors too. I keep seeing every day more young doctors dropping dead. It's and, the, and the clots, Ugh. the clots are incredible. It, yeah. it looks like they're pulling linguine out of people. I know. I know. I, I, I just like, holy shoot. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And I, they're not, they're just, it's too many. It's like more like quote, whatever mainstream means anymore. People are starting to say like, you know, in a st- like with credentials are starting to be like, okay, something is just not right here. And you can't ignore the cancer rates. Did you see what's going on with Biden? He's got his second moonshot cancer vaccination. What does that mean? He's trying to prevent cancer with a vaccine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When it was, when, when, uh, when cancer, you you know, the um, with the old what the simian, the simian virus that was put into I don't know if it was polio, I forget. But for a three or four year period back in the late 50s, 60s, whatever it was, uh, the, the cancer viruses were found in the vaccines themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I remember so. that. Yes. And, and I'm going to go to coffee and covid right now. <laughs> Quickly, I didn't have this on my list, but given that we're talking about this right now, coffee and COVID, you know what's funny? It was SV40. Yes, yes. It was SV40 contamination of polio vaccine and cancer uh, between 1955 and 63, contaminated with a virus called simian virus 40, came from a monkey. Whoops. Um, They said not all the polio vaccines were. Just the ones that gave people cancer. <laughs> well, I, well, who knows how long it's dormant? Who knows how long it's oh, dormant? All when, this, it, yeah. when it expresses, I don't know. And, you know, with all this polio in the New York water system, Frank, they want everybody going out and grabbing themselves up a new polio vaccine. That's that is. See, that's the other thing. That, that, all these all these uh, these polio infections, especially uh, modern day, are coming directly from the vaccines. Correct. Yes. Uh, they're coming directly from the vaccines. In fact, I was doing, what was it? Um, I might have an article here. Where was it? Or ABC News. ABC News, November 25th, 2019. Headline, polio, more polio cases now caused by vaccine than by the wild virus. Yeah. Polio induced vaccine, polio, vaccine induced polio is what they call it. Yeah, I mean, and and this is part of the reason why outside of the completely brainwashed do-gooder liberal bullshit that we uh, circles of people in uh, in the U.S. who see Bill Bill Gates as some kind of a, a, a savior outside of the U.S., people, especially in the third world, hate him. He has paralyzed, paralyzed and permanently damaged and killed and gotten people so many children sick. All over the world, Africa, India. Yeah, he's using them as his test subjects. Yeah. Talk about racism. Yeah. Absolutely insane. 
Well, you know, what's interesting is that Jeff Childers writes this blog. He's an attorney in Florida. He he writes this blog called Coffee and COVID. And he has like a really good way of he he basically deduces what the narrative is from the legacy media in the same way that I would or you would. And so it's really entertaining to read his his blog. He he has this whole big thing about cancer on Monday's one. I'll put it in the show notes. Let me just link it over here so I don't forget. Um it's the, all these headlines about how extremely worrying new data is coming out about death rates among people with cancer and, and the rate of cancer during, since the pandemic, right? So death rates among men with prostate cancer tripled during the COVID pandemic. But of course, they all speculate that it's because nobody went out and got treated for it. But that's BS, in my opinion. It really is. Um, air pollution cancer breakthrough. Air pollution causes cancer. Uh, mm. obesity causes cancer career choices. Why do orthopedic surgeons have such high breast cancer rates? Processed food, new study links ultra processed food and colorectal, can- colorectal cancer, um, HPV. They're threefold higher among veterans with HIV compared to veterans without HIV. Immune suppression could cause HIV to come back. Of course, uh, poor screenings, uterine cancer rates are on the rise. Hormone treatments, fertility preservation with or without hormonal stimulation, not associated. There go the whole all the stuff. Abstinence only sex education rates of cervical cancer are rising. The report cites Alabama's emphasis on abstinence only sex education in schools and blackness. Black what? Blackness. Communities of color have higher cancer incidence and mortality rates than other groups. Yeah, well, that's because those are like those are lifestyle choices and whiteness. A new study on cervical cancer showed rates of advanced cervical cancers are spiking with unusual increases in white women and ancestral heritage. Globally, prostate cancer is the second most frequent cancer and the fifth leading cause of cancer death among men in 2020. We're it's- talking about a lot of environmental factors and lifestyle factors across all these demographics and and groups. And one thing that they won't mention. How many what? people got the vaccine? Yeah. Well, well, here, well, listen, in 2020, months and months before they had anything for people to inject, around April and May, I think it was late April is when they already started with the, the, the racism. Uh, it, it was a racist scourge because they needed to be able to personalize this in some way so that they can continue to attack the president. Because then if, he, if, if they accuse him of not acting quickly, for one reason or another, then it's more personal for black people and brown people because he he's racist and this kills people, black and brown people faster than everybody else. And uh, that's the one thing that they always ignored. And for good reason, because they're trying to create a uh, they're trying to create a, a problem where there was none. And they took responsibility away from people in the black in black uh, demographics. There's a high rate of heart disease, and diabetes, type 2 diabetes. This is largely lifestyle choices. And it has to be, and then it has to be, and can be cleaned up. Yep. But right. they they turn this into, uh, you know, they, they instead they wanted to create the imagery that COVID-19 was the, the, the plague that claimed the firstborn sons in, uh, in, in, in Egypt. That was why it would that the virus would saunter down the street in Mississippi somewhere and only take the black people. I want to show you. Look in your chat. I sent you a graph right here. Okay. 
Okay. Look at the black line. Yeah. That's the first vaccine rollout. Do you see the straight up line of cancer incidents? Oh, jeez. Now look at 2022 when the boosters came out. Wow. Wow. Up and up and up. Yep. And, and, and despite what they say, because they've already tried, but now too much time has passed. Despite what they say about, oh, well, during 2020, uh, people weren't going to get screened as much. So mm-hmm. this is a this is a delay. This is a delay in in um, diagnosis. No, no, not not this. Not this much. No, because that wouldn't be the case if that, there are not like I have a very hard time. believe the incidence of people getting cancer would remain somewhat in the same range. You can see it in this chart from 2014. It, it, yeah. go, it They stay somewhat in the same range. We are way outside of the norm here. It's an eight sigma and 20 sigma statistical event, which means something that can only happen once in Earth's entire history. That are the chance. Those are the chances. So they're trying to basically change the narrative on what causes cancer. Listen, if we can get rid of some of the toxic spraying on our food and preservatives and all of those things that they mentioned in those little snippets. Great. Let's do that, too. You want to blame it on that? Fine. Let's get our kids healthy again. But this this is clearly just so happens to time exactly with rollouts. No. Mm-mm. Yes, indeed. All right. We're going to shift from health and we're going to move to Trump. <laughs> Although it, everything all goes together. But the special master uh, case, Frank, in in Florida. So Trump um, asked for a special master to be appointed. The judge there in Florida where he asked said yes. The government, of course, came back and said, no, this is horrible. We can't have somebody else looking at our stuff and it'll slow us down too much. And then they said, if you don't change your mind, we're appealing to the 11th Circuit, which, to be honest, I don't think they're going to have much luck there either. And then if they um, if they do have luck, then Trump will just appeal it to the Supreme Court. And then, you know, it'll just go on from there. But yesterday, I mean, two days ago, the, the government said we need you to put a stay on your special master order and not let the special master look at these hundred documents that have been marked classified because they're too important and we don't, we don't want to hold anything up. And so you should at least give us this. And then yesterday the judge came back and said, um, actually, no, actually, no, we're not going to do that. Um, she said some amazing things. She denied their motion for a stay. So she said, everything is equal. They're going to look at everything. Um, And she says some things that are really hurtful to the government. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. I love this so much. I'm writing a piece on this today. In many respects, the government's position thus presupposes the content designation and associated interests and materials under its control. Yet as the party's competing filings reveal, there are disputes as to the proper designation of the seized materials the legal implications flowing from those designations and the intersecting bodies of law permeating them. Under those circumstances, the court declines to conduct a subset by subset piecemeal analysis of the seized property based entirely on the government's representations about what's contained in a select portion of the property, i.e. just because the government's saying so doesn't mean that it's true. Mm. It was so beautiful. Then... She she does this. Um, hold on. Where is it? 
First, there has been no actual suggestion by the government of any identifiable emergency or imminent disclosure of classified information arising from the plaintiff's allegedly unlawful retention of the property. Instead, and unfortunately, the unwarranted disclosures that float in the background have been leaks to the media after the seizure. (laughs) Yeah, this is from, uh, is this uh, at all? Did you watch that clip of Mark Levin on Sean Hannity? No. That was really, and and it was like six minutes long. Where the hell is it? Find it. Yeah, because you would. I'm going to pause it. All right, I have this clip of Levin that, that Frank has sent me. We'll, we'll play some of it. Here we go. What do you say about the whole thing? First of all, one of the things I say is I noticed Bill Barr's out there trashing former President Trump, and I think he's on cable TV more than erectile dysfunction commercials at this point, <laughs> Sean Hannity. Uh, I don't know what his problem is, but there's a couple of issues here I would raise with him and the nation. Who's in charge of this investigation? It's the Attorney General of the United States. He hasn't recused himself. He hasn't appointed somebody else. He's in charge of every aspect of this investigation, including the search warrant. So that is a huge problem. It's unprecedented. We have Donald Trump, a former president, who may want to be president again. So this whole thing is outrageous. And let's sit back and ask ourselves, a question: what the hell is this really about? Oh, they're going to say it's about classified documents. And then when you bring that up, they say, no, no, it's about obstruction. And no, 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 it's about stealing documents. No, no, no. So it's a constant moving. But we have a leak here in the Washington Post, a document describing a foreign government's military defenses, including its nuclear capabilities, was found by FBI agents who searched former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence and private club last month. According to people familiar with the matter, well, who would that be? It's the Department of Justice and the FBI underscoring concerns among U.S. intelligence officials about classified material stashed in the Florida property. Number one, that Florida property is protected like Fort Knox. Those are government secret service agents who are around that compound. It's not a country club. It has a gate that you have to get through. It has a... uh, I don't know if it's an iron door or what it is. These two massive doors. These men are armed. So it's not like this stuff is all over the place. That's number one. But isn't it ironic, America, that the very Department of Justice that's leaking the existence of this information to the Washington Post for the whole world to see, for the whole world to see, is now concerned that this information was at Donald Trump's home, guarded by the Secret Service, and we never knew about it. Yeah. We only know Yeah. It's, it just get, it's getting to, getting down to what you were just reading there. I yep. said, oh, we got to play this clip. You know, the worst thing. Do you want me to keep going? Is there more? Oh, it, it's it's great. Yeah, I, I enjoyed all seven minutes of it. Let's keep going. But I mean, play as much as you like. Yeah, let's keep going. About it now, because the Department of Justice keeps leaking about it, violating Donald Trump's due process rights. Right, Bill Barr? I don't hear you talking about that. Now, the media are out there saying Trump needs to be indicted. Indicted for what? Can you imagine what would have happened if the enemy got this information? If the enemy got what information? Well, this information that was leaked to the Washington Post. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, can you imagine if we had presidents who actually gave information to the enemy that endangers our national security? Here's one. Bill Clinton. As President Bill Clinton essentially wiped out any strategic advantage the U.S. had by selling advanced U.S. missile technology to our enemy the People's Republic of China, 
This is in the capitalresearch.org. And they're right. I remember when this happened. One of the key technological breaks China received without, without having to spy to get it was the deliverance of supercomputers once banned from export for security reasons. The whole thing is just a big, con- it's just a big, yeah. hip- like we're going to go into before we end today, we have to get into this migrant thing that's going on because it is just, the- why are there so many sirens today? My apologies. Okay. You're very rude. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but it, like I said, I said, the thing that's really sad about how excited I am about this ruling that came out from this judge is that that's supposed to be what happens all the time. Like, what, what this judge is doing is the way the system is supposed to work. We shouldn't have to be surprised and elated when a judge does the right thing. Right. We have been so beaten down that we are excited when something happens that is anywhere near close to justice. Yeah. We could go into more about this. Again, I'm writing a column on it today because it is just, it is beautiful. I mean, it's so good. This judge, so they actually arrested somebody that was threatening to kill this judge, Judge Cannon, by the way. Um, But that doesn't really make the news because it wasn't, you know, uh, uh, somebody mad about, you know, the FBI raiding Mar-a-Lago. It was somebody that wanted to kill the judge who's ensuring that that raid produces something somewhat fair. (laughs) I I know. You wouldn't want it. It's just. You wouldn't want that. I mean. You wouldn't want that. Truly. Well, I I, I know if people are saying. Um, well, it's obvious that the, the goal here is to deliver an indictment prior uh, uh, prior to announcements of running or for 2024 or whether it's going to be before November 8th. I don't know. Moving quickly, but I'm glad everybody uh, who isn't just totally swept up by party hive mind, hive mind activity. Uh, can see this for what it is. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. I, it was a stretch that turned into a yawn. I see that. Um, so we're let's talk real quick about this migrant thing that's going on. Um, yeah. It's listen, I'm all for it. It's proving a point. The, the it's it's proving a point, and we need to we need to do this more. To be honest, so border states states that are having issues with illegal immigration are taking the migrants that are there illegally and they are sending them not just to any random place, but to places that have declared themselves sanctuary cities. What does that mean, Frank? What is a sanctuary city? Uh, it's a it's a city that has completely, I don't know, declared its independence from federal law. Yeah, they and they say we're going to take we'll take all of the undocumented people here. We're going to harbor all of your foreign nationals and uh, we're going to have them just wait here until somebody declares them eligible to vote and then we'll disperse them into the, the inner cities like we usually do. It, it was basically something done by cities that don't do it and states that don't need to worry about illegal immigration because they, they're not border states or near the border that declared that they were going to be sanctuary cities for political reasons and for virtue signaling purposes. And what DeSantis did yesterday was freaking amazing and genius. He shipped, I guess, 50 of these people, if not a little bit more, to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm totally okay with DeSantis with with uh, states. I'm not. I, I I stand firm on what border states need to be doing. Um, within the, in the face of a delinquent federal government, there's no reason why you should take people from half a mile outside inside of the of the uh, the country and ship them two thousand miles more inward. 
No, you should be putting them back on the other side. You should be stopping them from coming in. It's your responsibility, your authority, and you can ask other states for help. You can do it, especially since the federal government is breaking the law and abandoning its post to defend the border. That's just what they should be doing. But as far as people, because there are tens of millions of illegal aliens in this country who are already on the inside that are in places like Florida, I thought it was so splendid, so splendid to see uh, the reaction in Martha's Vineyard when a mere 50 people showed up. Let me tell you something about my little village over here, Tracy. Mm-hmm. It is two square miles. If you go on uh, Google and you check the census data over here in 2017, we were uh, my t- town had officially American citizen taxpayers. Well, you know, it's not always, uh, you know, one of the uh, it's not always both. But American citizens in this town in 2017 was twenty nine thousand. 640 something. I promise you it is at least 65 to 67,000 people in here. Mm. Okay. Uh, And the funny thing is that in 2020, after the census, it was posted that our town had our population decreased by 400. So that just means that 400 taxpayers left. Yeah. Because it is, it is not stopping and everything has been destroyed. And it's not because they're, they, they, they mostly come from El Salvador, Guatemala, or Mexico. They could be coming from Latvia. They could be coming from Poland, and it's still the same. Nobody speaks the language. Everybody has a glazed look on their face. Everybody's dependent. And, and, and you, know, you, you find these, these people rummaging through your trash, looking for bottles that they, could, they, can, uh, they can recycle. And we're supposed to think that this is okay. Well- and. To think that Martha's Vineyard freaked out over 50. Oh, just wait. Oh, God. Listen to this clip. This is the. Ken uh, Burns? No, this is Bella Bel Castro, who is the. Um, she basically runs a home, a, a homeless um, shelter there called Harbor Homes. Uh-huh. And I'm going to give all the context. But here is here is. Here's, yeah, listen. So, what are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are uh, we have, at some point in time, they have to move somewhere else, right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants, um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island, and so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have oh. housing. Where they can't house the people that already work there and live there. Uh, The people who already work there and live there, I'm sure that they have houses. They have a room for houses inside their garages. Mm -hmm. That's why I love homes. That's why. Listen, I'm I'm totally fine with this because you're taking people who are already in the interior and mailing them right to Obama's fortress of solitude. That's great. She says um, in the full interview, just to give context, she highlights how the immigrants haven't asked for handouts and are are requesting work and also notes that the local community has come together to support them. We literally have everything I need. I mean, we have we need for all of our guests to get the help they need to be in this country and safe and housing. That's not something we can do here at the shelter. We're a stopgap. This is an emergency shelter. We're not a long term. We're not long term care. Yeah, we don't have long term care either. Okay. You go, you go on, I, I'm not going to, you know, dox 
uh, certain parts of my town. But there are very, very uh, densely populated areas in our town that are that are less than stopgap, where it is just one big fire hazard. All the, the floors, there's, there's, there, there are no floors. It's one big mattress where a walk-in closet is a, a, uh, is a bedroom where you can actually start getting a gauge of how many family units are inside of these small little buildings based on how many, uh, how many direct TV satellite dishes are drilled into the side of the houses because they're all getting their Spanish television stations uh, brought in by satellite. You can actually start getting an estimate. Of course, not everybody in there can afford their own satellite dish, and I'm sure it's just the ease, the most easily jacked type of, uh, you know, Signal. they all sh- yeah, they, they share the passwords and the, the stream keys and all that stuff. But it, it's incredible. So yeah, stopgap. You want to see what's been done? The problem is that they look at they look at Martha's Vineyard as a place that must remain beautified. Well, yeah, I mean, that's where all the rich people are. She says every single person is like, I need to work. Every single one of them wants a job. They're not here saying, give me money or give me clothing or give that me is this. a hand. That is a handout. That is what they're asking for. When somebody comes there and says, I, I, I need a job, just give me a job. That is find something for me to do and justify giving me money for it. We just want the same thing. She says we want to help you do that. But there's a legal process. Yeah. The immigration process on the other side of the border. So then um, you get Ron DeSantis who comes out and says, hold on, hold on. Come on, come on, come on. I don't want these ads. Oh, do they have a... Here. Come on. Okay, any questions back there? Yes, sir. It's a question about the Martha's Vineyard thing. The audience cheers because they're in support of it. We are... We take what's happening at the southern border very seriously, unlike some and unlike the president of the United States, who has refused to lift a finger to secure that border. And you've had millions and millions of people pouring across illegally, record amount of fentanyl coming into our country. It is absolutely killing Americans in record numbers. Of course, you have criminal aliens, but just the sheer number of people, it's not the way you run a country. Uh, Unfortunately... There's a lot of folks that come across. Where do they want to end up? A lot want to come because everyone wants to come to Florida. And so we've we've worked on innovative ways to be able to protect the state of Florida from the impact of Biden's border policies. And so that's involved a number of things. We've had different operations in the panhandle where we've stopped uh, human smugglers. There have been criminal charges brought. There have been drugs seized. There have been a whole bunch of things. But, yes, if you have folks that are inclined to think florida is a good place our message to them is we are not a sanctuary state and it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction and yes we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures yeah much greener and then he starts talking about how their virtue signaling is not going to work and just to end the show today because we're on time now gavin newsom gavin newsom sends a letter to the department of justice requesting an investigation. He's urging the U.S. Department of Justice to open an investigation into possible criminal or civil violations of federal law based on the alleged fraudulent scheme of sending people to Martha's Vineyard in Chicago. You see, you see, it's not, it's just not, hey, hey, not fair, not fair when you, when you, when you put it in our backyard. Not fair at all. 
This is this is ridiculous. I urge the Department of Justice to investigate whether the alleged fraudulent (coughs) inducement would support charges of kidnapping under relevant state laws, which could serve as a predicate offense for charges under the racketeer influenced and corrupt organization provisions of the Organized Crime Control Act. Additionally, based on the allegations, the recruiters targeted the individuals based on their national origin, and the intent appears to have been to humiliate and dehumanize them. Accordingly, I urge the U.S. DOJ to investigate whether the alleged targeting of these individuals based on their national origin in violation of their right to equal protection under the law. They don't they, have, they don't have rights. They don't. They're not citizens, you stupid mother. They're, they're, they're just they're, they're they're ghosts in the system. They're ghosts. So, I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't take away their uh, uh, their humanity. But they're ghosts in the system. It's a system that they're trying to crash. And did you see Ken Burns? No. So Ken Burns is on CNN and he's promoting some, I guess, some new documentary he made about the Holocaust. So guess what? Guess what connections he made? Oh, I wonder. Yeah. Guess what connections he made? Talking about how this is this is turning people, the human humans into political capital into pl- and and completely and and this is why I said last night on my show I went on a big rant in the opening about Ken Burns being an example of the kind of danger we're in because this these are the storytellers in our time these are the people telling the stories of our history idiots like Ken Burns the they complete completely completely ignores the real the real human humanitarian crisis where where we are incentivizing women, children, and a whole bunch of men to do things that are unthinkable to get to the southern border. You talk about the people who died along the way because of the conditions, the rape, the human trafficking, the drug muling, everything that is being that is being encouraged by Democrats mostly. And they're, they're middle-class, do-gooder, open-border fools who are trying to say that that uh, uh, DeSantis sending 50 people to, to paradise where it, even if they're fed scraps, the scraps are better than anything they ever tasted in Guatemala, mm-hmm. that that is a humanitarian crisis because they're politicizing people. They are. You're never going to get through to them. They're insane. They're lost. They're not, that, 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 those are the people who aren't human. It's it's really terrible. And I just want to point out, Frank, that, um, you know, they're using the DOJ to go after if the if the if the Department of Justice and the federal government just followed the law to start with, we wouldn't be in this place right now. So why don't you send a, a letter to the DOJ asking them to investigate the Biden administration for ignoring every law on the book when it comes to the southern border and just letting these people flood right through? Yeah, did you see a sideshow, Bob, at the uh, the press the, the press secretary? No. She said, she said, where? Let me hold on. Maybe I have this. Uh, I think I have this here too. Let's see. Um, this was yesterday. She had the very she she gave a very heartfelt response to what's going on, of course, and. Um, she said this, it's cruel and inhumane way of treating people who were promised a home, promised a job, put on a bus, and you know, driven to a place they do not know. They don't know anything about any corner of this country, number one, and we should arrest everyone who's been promising jobs and homes to foreign nationals. Mm. 
So the, the fact that this is where they put on their sad faces, these are the people who were trying to who are trying to do it as secretly as possible for now over a year and a half, flying thousands of people first class into county airports in Westchester and in Pennsylvania to, at three o'clock in the morning to anonymously bust them out of a Costco uh, bus station mm-hmm. in my town. Mm-hmm. My town was the distribution center all over Westchester County to just hide them in places like Ossining and Mount Kisco. These are people who have been smuggling people on first-class flights by cover of midnight for over a year now, and they're putting on their sad faces for the 50 who are sent to Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) The the hypocrisy is absolutely stunning. It really is. Um, You have been listening, and and you've been... a part of Frank, <laughs> the Dark Delight podcast with Chili Willie Val and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at two thirty Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. We'll be back on Monday. Later. Hey everyone, Jeff Kershaw from the Crush Performance Podcast here. I wanted to let you know that I'm taking a little downtime here and it's not something I planned for. When we come back later this summer, I'll fill you all in. It's a very important conversation that I want to share with each and every one of you. In the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, smart remarks, let us know. You know we love them all. Or if you have a question or need help with your training program, get to us. If we don't have that answer, I can guarantee we know someone who will and we'll track it down for you. Or if you have a topic you'd like us to investigate, don't hesitate to reach out. We may dedicate a segment or an entire future episode to your topic. Info at Crush Performance is the email, or you can DM me on social media at Jeff Crush on Twitter and search out Crush Performance on all other social media platforms. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. So while I take a little time away from the weekly show, I strongly suggest you dive into the Crush archives. There are 16 years of high performance episodes for you to explore with some of the world's top sports science researchers, elite coaches, and some of the very best athletes we know and love. And while you guys are doing that, our research into the Crush War on Sugar, Nutrition, and Biochemistry will continue. The Crush Brain Game and our deep dive into talent and talent ID moves forward. And new episodes on our 2022 theme of organizational and team performance are on the way, right along with all of the regular Crush content. We'll be talking and visiting with some of the world's top experts as we continue to dig down deep to help you perform at your very best and to find out what it truly takes to achieve human maximum performance. So stay tuned for our return and be sure to visit us at jeffkershell.com.